Francisco 49 is deep in the heart. Like Joe Montana in the corner, deep Clark. Garrison Hurst, stiff farm going 99. Don't get it twisted, one and all with prime time. John Taylor, Jerry Rice down the sideline. NDB, greatest owner of all time. Groovy, Walgren, Bill Belichick, where all students of Bill Walsh don't ever forget. I'm Lee Gowland. I'm Brian Davis. And this is the 49er Fearful UK Show. Hi guys, and welcome back to another episode of the 49er Faithful UK show. On today's show, we're going to be previewing the game against the Cardinals, and I am once again joined by Naji Kara. Welcome back, Naji. Hi, Lee. Hi, everybody. Um, thanks for having me back. No problem. Been, been waiting for this for a while. Really enjoyed last time. Have you managed to get over our first loss of the season? Uh, yes uh, and no. Uh, yes, because... Or in insight, it wasn't uh, such a bad loss after all. Uh, but it's the Seahawks, and losing against them is never a good thing. <laughs> no, no, I think that's the same as what I basically said on the uh, the review show. Um, mm-hmm. If it had been anybody, the, the last person I would want it to be, or the last team that I'd want it to be, would be the Seahawks. But yeah, the Seahawks or, or the Cowboys. Never, yeah, never, never fun. No, but that's how it works out. Mm-hmm. Okay, so. We move on to our third divisional game in two weeks and our second against the Cardinals. Um, the head-to-head, the 49ers lead the series 30-26 after we broke an eight-game losing streak in the last matchup down in Arizona. Not much has really changed stat-wise since then and once again we heavily favoured, but as you already know, that didn't really work out quite as well as what we hoped uh, in Arizona. Um, it was a lot closer than what we all expected. Um hopefully because we have home field advantage it's going to be different this time but we do have some injuries and one of those injuries was actually picked up in that game down in Arizona and that was George Kittle the good news is George Kittle was limited in practice on Thursday so he did actually practice um, Coleman was had a vet's day off so even though he hasn't practiced this week he's okay and from all accounts, Emmanuel Sanders will be good to go on Sunday without having to practice either. So, looking at the injuries, they're not too bad. Staley's um, definitely out with a broken thumb. Yes. Uh, Matt Breda is out for a couple of weeks. I he think. is, yeah. But we've got uh, Raheem Mostert and yeah. Jeff Wilson. Yeah. And they so, do tend to step up whenever it's asked of them. So, running back's not really a concern. As much as obviously losing Kittle or Sanders. That's true. I just I do think the breeder has got uh, kind of a next factor because of his sheer speed. You know that that eighty yard against uh, against the Browns game was it just put the, the game on ice straight away. And he, I don't think most at all Wilson has the ability to do that quite as well as he can. So it, it'll be a big loss. He's, he's our I think he's our starting back. So uh, he's a he's a favorite player of mine, uh, breeder then. I think we'll miss him quite yeah. a lot. Yeah, but once he does uh, get going, he does mortar. He's got some speed about him. Yeah, that's true. That's very true. So, based on Monday's game against the Seahawks, I think it's fair to say we know what we need to do better in this game that we weren't great at doing against the Seahawks on Monday. And that's actually catch the ball and keep all of it. Yeah, that's true, yeah. Yeah, it's <laughs> Quite glaring, uh, quite glaring mistakes. Wasn't it? Was it? Did we drop ten passes? Was it ten in one game? That's that's a nerd off. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Ridiculously high. 
Yeah, yeah. it is. And it, it seems to be something that we've had for a few years now where receivers are just not holding on to the ball and they're having lazy drops. Um, I would need to look into the stats, but I think over the last few seasons, San Francisco have had one of the highest drop rates, which isn't great, especially for a young quarterback like Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, it's not great, but it's it, it's actually quite hard to find reliable wide receiver in this league, and and you know it's it's not that easy to catch the ball. So I'm not going to bang on them too much for that, but it, it needs to not happen every week, otherwise. We're definitely going to have a problem uh, in such pass-heavy league, and we need to catch the ball, don't we? Yeah, yeah, without a shadow of a doubt. So, looking at our receiving core, where do you think we're going to find this player that's actually going to be able to hold on to the ball, catch the ball, and step up in case Sanders isn't 100% fit, or whether or not Kittle can't play the game? Who do you think, out of the current crop of players we have on the roster, is going to be able to do that? Well, well, I think it's quite obvious. I think it's, it's Debo Samuel. He's been playing really well, especially for, for a rookie. Uh, he, he's made some play. He had his biggest game on Monday, so he's clearly feeling good. Uh, first 100-yard game. So I think we're going to look to him. He's, he's, been, he's been very good when he was uh, in college and he's kind of carrying on uh, what he's done. He, he did have a very bad drop, but it was just a one. And it, I can't remember how many catches do you have against uh, Seattle? Four catches for eight targets. So it's not actually. Uh, but I can't remember if the, the, the eight targets, whether it was four drops and four reception, or if it was. Because I can remember one drop, but not, not more than that. Yeah, I don't think it was four drops. I think it might have been one drop and three, which didn't go anywhere near. Yeah, it's some, probably something like that. So yeah, I think I think we need to look at him. Whether it's it's going to be uh, able to to go against uh, Patrick Peterson is a, is a different story because I'm guessing that's what's going to happen. Uh, although Peterson hasn't played extremely well this season, uh, but he's still a very good one of the top cornerbacks in in this league. So it'll definitely be a big challenge for him. Yeah, Pete Peterson hasn't been great this season. Um, hopefully we can take advantage of that. And hopefully Debo can step up and be that wide receiver we need him to be against the Cardinals on Sunday. So, in the news this week, Carl Shanahan gave an interview where he suggested Pettis is running out of opportunities now. He's been afforded these opportunities time and time again. Shanahan turned around and said he he's one of the biggest fans of Dante Pettis. However, it's going to get to a point where he's no longer getting these opportunities. Potentially, is Sunday one of these games where we may see Richie James come in for Dante Pettis? Yeah, I think it's possible. I think uh, if 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 Dante Pettis doesn't doesn't rise up to why he gave us last year and. Uh, and starts starts playing well and and caring about playing well because it doesn't even seem that he he cares so much about the team or or his teammates and I think that's what that's what uh, Kyle it doesn't like about the fact that it's not just he's not playing well he's not playing well and he's not putting extra work to get better and he uh, he's behaving like a, I don't know how old is he or 21 22 years old with a lot of money and. Uh, 
and and it shows unfortunately. Uh, but yeah, it, Richard James is that is had some 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 good plays over the years, and he has been called. He, I think he's played really well for us. Obviously, no no one here as consistent as you know somebody like Sanders or Samuel. But let's wait and see. I think I've, I think this thing with Dante Pettis, and I think what Carl saying in the news, it it might be kind of a trying to wake him up and try to try everything to say, look, look, Dante, you need to get your act together or otherwise, you know, we're not going to cut him because he's on a rookie contract, but you're going to be on the bench and you're not going to play. It's as simple as that. And then when your contract runs out, well, we won't pick up the, five, the fifth year and, and you'll be gone. So let's hope so. Let's hope he, he gets his act together and just starts playing football. You know, that's all we need him to do. So that actually leads us uh, on to the next question. Um, what you've just said about Shanahan mentioning Pettis in the in the news in the interview. Do you think Shanahan's basically done that to say, look, this is your final opportunity? I've now told everybody exactly how I feel. Mm-hmm. You're aware of how I feel. You need to go out against the Cardinals and actually step up because if you don't, that's pretty much it for you. I, I think, in my mind, I think that's why he did it. Yeah, I agree. I think so too. Although he did that during the preseason again, well, camp wasn't he, where he got downgraded to practice squad material, you know, running with the the three and the four players uh, because he wasn't happy with his attitude. So I think it's been a it's been a process over the course of the year because we don't know what's going what's going on behind behind closed doors and in the offices and during the meetings and all that. So he, he must have been telling him every week and then. Yeah, I think, I think you're right. This is the maybe not the final straw, but definitely a, an ultimatum saying, "Look, we it's out there. Everybody knows you're not playing well. People are going to be looking at you, so you need to just just catch the ball, and start playing good." Because he can. That's the thing. He, he's he was amazing in Washington. He was very good for us last year, especially playing, you know, with Nick Mullins most of the year and playing from behind, but. Uh, He's a good player. He's fast. He's got good hands. It's just he just needs to actually, you know, do it. Yeah, yeah. So you mentioned um, Richie James, and you talked about the consistency. He, he does have flashes of brilliance, and other times he, he's not as good. That actually brings us quite well onto Kendrick Bourne, who I would class exactly the same as that. He's inconsistent. Sometimes he pulls in fabulous catches. But other times he makes drops and he makes drops in crucial stages of the game or on critical throws, as he did on Monday night. The Jimmy Garoppolo interception, in my mind, that that was definitely on Kendrick Bourne. It was a little bit high, but it still went through the middle of his hands. So it was there for him to catch and he didn't make that catch. He he dropped that ball and it was intercepted. So Kendrick Bourne is one of these players who he he does show flashes of brilliance. You think, yes, he's going to be really good for us, but it's a consistency problem. And if you think about Richard James, you're right there. He's got a little bit of a consistency problem. He can make the catches, but other times he doesn't. Dante Pettis just seems to be quite lazy. You've got Bourne with consistency problems. Is this potentially a, a coaching issue? Because we have changed wide receiver coach in, in the off-season. Um, is this just the players trying to get used to the new training methods? Or is this down to the player themselves? 
Uh, it's. Oh, I mean, I, I I couldn't tell you because I'm now on the practice field every day and seeing if these people catch the ball consistently or or, or not. Uh, so it's it's hard to say. But I I think I think we need to not overreact too much by Monday night. It was clearly an off day for all our wide receivers. They clearly didn't have a good game, and and it happens. And then pressure goes on, and it's a Monday night. You know, everybody's watching. And the stadium was raring with uh, with the fans, uh, so maybe, maybe you know the the moment was a bit too big for some of these players, which which are still very young. You got to think, Pettis has only been in the league for two years. Uh, Bourne is his third year, fourth year, maybe. I think so it's they, Bourne's third year. Yeah. Yeah, third year. So you you know all these players have probably never been in in, in a game this important and this you know and this magnitude. So. I know it's been a problem in the past, but it's not been a problem in the past where it was, you know, glaring, glaring mistakes where it would happen three, four times a game. It was just been the odd drops every now and then. So I'm, I'm looking forward to them making a statement because I think, I think they've, they've, you know, they're not, they're human as well. They've been spending the whole week and they must have heard it from all the media, how many passes they drop and everything. So, I hope Bourne and Pettis and, and everybody can, you know, put special effort into catching every ball and, sh- you know, making sure the, the medias and us feel a bit more confident about them. Uh, so I'm on, I'm on Football Outsider website, uh, the DVOA, and Kedring Bourne has actually got 60% catch rate, which is, which is quite good. 60% is, is, is decent. Uh, so if I look at the top here, which is Michael Evans, as 61%. Uh, I mean, it's, it's not Michael Thomas level at 83. But, you, you, you know, when you think the top wide receiver, they're all around the 60, 60%, 70% mark between, between those two. So, yeah, they just need to, they just need to make sure that yeah, if the ball goes through your hands, you have to catch it. That's what you're getting paid for. Um, yeah, and uh, especially when it causes costly, costly turnovers like like we had on on Monday night, it's just can't can't really afford that. But I'm not even too mad about that one because it does happen. I'm more mad about the one in the in the fourth in the fourth quarter on on the slant or on the post route because because if he catches that one, we're in. I believe we're in in Seattle's red zone, and that could have put the game on ice rather than kick the 49 out field goal. Yeah, to go to overtime. I'm pretty sure he, he dropped one on that drive that would have put us much much better to actually score and probably win the game there and then. So, um, yeah, yeah, you're right. So the last three. Last three games, yeah, the last three games, the the Panthers, the Cardinals, the Seahawks have all run the ball quite well against us, and it, it's telling because we start off the season with quite a really good uh, rushing defense rank. I think we were third or fourth. We now down to eighteenth as a rushing defense, and teams have getting wind of the fact that they can run the ball on us, and if they run the ball on us. They're obviously going to score points and keep the game close. The Cardinals are now 14th overall in rushing, so they've got quite a balanced offense. 
And I think they'll stay away from passing the ball as much as possible, purely because our pass defence is that good. And I can see them doing exactly the same as what they did two weeks ago and basically ramming that ball down our neck with a run game to start the game. So what what group of players need to step up to stop this stop this run game of the Cardinals? I think our defensive end need to. I think Nick Bosa and uh and D Ford uh need to be able to adjust to just rushing the passer. And I know it's it's difficult, especially for Nick Bosa as a rookie. He's been he's been absolutely amazing. But um there's a lot of time where it you know, setting up screen when you have such a dominant defensive line, you can invite pressure and then create gaps easily because you, all you have to do is let them rush past you, basically. Um, so I, I think we need to, I think they need to readjust and may, maybe take a step back into rushing. And especially with, with Kyler Murray, this guy is, a, is an escape artist, almost as good as Russell Wilson is. And uh, so you need, you need to have somebody to keep him in check. Uh, and because we don't have Quan Alexander anymore, uh, I, I don't know who's going to do that. Who's going to have the speed on the linebacker uh, to to keep you know to spy on the guy and and keep him in a pocket. So it, it's all about it's all about keeping your contain, keeping your assignment, and don't don't rush more than you should, you know. Um, and uh, to, but to be fair, uh, if people want to run the ball on us, by all means, if you if you're going to take you know 15 plays to score and and it it may score two touchdowns a game, I, I believe our offense and our defense can turn the, we we can score more than two touchdowns. So it, I think I think that's where we need to to be better altogether is push people not to run on us. We need to take this game away, and then make them throw the ball. Basically, that would that would help. So I think the combination of those two. Make sure you we calm down at the beginning of the of the game because because that's what's happened in, in a few games, isn't it? People have just against the Rams, against the Cardinals, yeah. they've just on the first drive they just went down the field and then we're seven seven points down and it's it's a lot easier to run when you're in, in the lead than when you're behind. So um, yeah, I think that's 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 where we we need to go. Although I, I'm very hopeful that Dre Greenlow is going to play, and he's been absolutely awesome and all over the field. So maybe he can fill for uh, for Alexander's spot and, and and catch Kyler Murray escaping. So in our attempt to basically put the Cardinals into a, a throwing mode rather than running mode. Typically what Shanahan tends to do if he wins the toss and he's at home, he always defers to the second half, so we receive the ball coming out in the second half. Based on the fact that he's, he's got that much confidence in the defence and he, he prefers to put the defence on the field first, do you think it's not worthwhile to actually put the offence on the field? Because we've got Jimmy Garoppolo, who we, we saw had a really good game against the Cardinals last time, um, four touchdowns. He's going up against the 31st-ranked defence in total uh, yards. They're also ranked 31st in passing yards. It makes sense to me, if you want to try and stop them running the ball so often, put some points on them first so they know they're in playing in catch-up mode. Yeah, that that could work, but that could also very easily backfire if you if you don't score on on your first possession and you go free and out, then uh, you you could end up 
down the half. I think I think it's better to try and manage the clock so you get the last possession of the half score then and then combine the half score again and that usually is much more efficient than uh, than trying to score first because um, you, teams are going to score whether it's on a you know on the first drive or on on the second or third drive it doesn't make much difference I, I think uh, so. I think the pros and cons are too. It's, it's, I think there's more cons to do that than pros. But I can see. I, I think our defense just needs to play better off the whistle, you know, off the first drive, and not let people like like two weeks ago, like let Kenyon Drake run 80 yards on us on the first drive, um, because uh, then yeah, we're playing from behind, and if Jimmy has an off day and it, things aren't clicking, then that's that's a problem too. Uh, but I, I like our defense is, is far too good to not trust them to stop uh, the Cardinals on the first drive. I think I think that's, you you put your your eggs in the basket that you you like the best, and our defense at the moment is yeah just absolutely on historic levels um, good. So going back to Kenyon Drake, he, he did have that incredible first um, drive against us two weeks ago. Um, and David Johnson is now fit again and playing alongside him. So we've got the, the, the one-two punch of Kenyon Drake and David Johnson to manage on Sunday night. Hopefully the guys are up for that um, and it doesn't, uh, they don't get as much leverage as what they did two weeks ago because that is definitely somewhere where we are lacking at the moment, our rush defence. Yeah, I mean, I think we tend to forget that two weeks ago was a short week. We played on Thursday night after playing the Sunday. Uh, oh, I can't even remember what was the game before that. Sort of blur now. Uh, didn't we? Didn't we go to the East Coast the Sunday before that and then played Thursday night in in Phoenix? I can't remember, but it was it was a short week. So you know, it's it's always very difficult to prepare for somebody that. In, in two three days and yeah. with a new running back which you have no idea what they're going to do and um, I remember them going to uh, s- s- speed offense you know and, um, no order offense and I don't think we were prepared for that at all so I, I think that that was the success they had on that game was mostly because a of the short week two they did something I don't think we expected them to do because they hadn't done it the whole season and uh, and obviously the the 88 yard touchdown from Isabella, which has not happened yet <laughs> since. I mean, and yeah, probably won't yeah. happen again. It's just I, th- I think last game was a lot closer than it looked. Um, um, it, it it looked closer than it actually was. I think we were in control pretty much all game, uh, especially on the short week. I think. Yeah, I definitely agree with that, and you'll find out why once we get down to the predictions. But I thought that game looked a lot closer than what it actually was. I thought we had a lot of control in there. It was just nervous, the fact that we, we weren't putting the points on that you'd expect. Obviously, mm-hmm. um, Kittle took that injury in, I think it was the very first quarter, where he, he hyperextended his knee, and he just wasn't the same player for the rest of the game. Ross Dwelly came in, he did a really good job, but he's not Kittle. I mean, you, you can't replace the number one tight end in the league and no, expect true. the same result. No, that's true, yeah, very very true. But he played well. He didn't play well on, on Monday. 
And I think people are going to stay stuck to Kito catching the ball, but well, a big part of why he's the best tight end in the league and what people say he's the best tight end in the league is because his blocking is absolutely outstanding. And most of the running game we have is because of Kito. Um, so, and I don't think Ross Dwelly is nowhere near as good as uh, at blocking as well. So, hopefully, hopefully Kito can teach him uh, a few a few tricks that he's got and we can get everything going. Yeah, hopefully Juice comes back and Ju- Juice is a bit better this week than when he, what he was last week. He did look rusty last week. Yeah, Again, yeah, yeah. it's understandable why he was rusty. Yeah, um, so hopefully that this, this one week has uh, allowed him to get back up to speed because mm-hmm. his absence was, I think it was only four weeks, four minutes, was, five yeah. weeks. So it wasn't too long um, and hopefully it won't take him too long to actually get back into game day fitness. Yeah, you got to ask yourself as well. Was he was he a hundred percent? Was he really fully ready to go? Or did he just want to play against the Seahawks that bad that he came back? Maybe maybe a bit too early. And same same would be to to say about McLinch and Staley. And maybe they just weren't ready. Maybe they weren't hundred percent. And uh, well, unfortunately, it cost Staley his finger because uh, he broke it again. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm hopefully Juice can be can be his old self again, catching the ball and, and setting up work for Coleman or Mostert. Yeah, I'm expecting him to have a big game, actually. Very big game. All right. So we, we're coming up against an old four again as well in um, Fitzgerald. Fitzgerald, obviously, he's, he's been around for God knows how many years now. He's been around forever. Mm-hmm. And he almost tends to have a good game against us. The last game, the, the yardage wasn't great, but uh, he, he was targeted four times, pulled in four catches. I think it was 35, 36 yards he got. And it wasn't the fact that um, they were big yards, because they weren't, but they were important yards. And they kept on going to Fitzgerald every time they knew they needed somebody to hold onto the ball. The, the type of player that we could do with at the moment. And I think... We need to do something about that this time. If, if they're going to throw the ball, and they did have some success late in the game two weeks ago throwing the ball, um, I think we kept them down to something ridiculous like 15 yards in the uh, the first half, but then it kind of exploded the second half and they had all of this success. So we definitely need to stop that. I think we're well-placed. Um, Witherspoon's been practising all week, so oh. he's getting ready to come back in. Um, Shanahan has made the statement that Witherspoon won the starting job in summer camp. Mm-hmm. So once he's ready, he will come in and replace Mosley. Yeah. So we're going to have Witherspoon one side. You've got Sherman the other side. You've got Mosley to sub either one of them if one of them gets injured or they want to put in a different type package. And then you've got the uh, the best slot corner in the league at the moment in K1 Williams. So yeah. hopefully we will be able to stop their uh, their passing attack dead and make them run the ball and hopefully if they're going to do that we basically get our pass rush to to back off from going after the quarterback a little bit uh, and try and stop the run every now and again yeah i agree i mean fitzgerald has been is such a legend uh, such such a good player such a, a good guy as well which is always nice to see in the league um everything he's done for his his teammates and I have nothing but respect for Fitzgerald. It's he's he's, he's going to go into the Hall of Fame as soon as he gets eligible. No, no doubt about that. Um, yeah, but, completely agree with that. Yeah, um, 
but there is a player that I'm actually a, a little bit not scared, but you know, you know, a bit nervous about. It's Christian Kirk. He's been yeah. playing uh, the last couple of weeks. He's been he's been getting better and better and better, and I think his chemistry with Kamara is is growing a little bit. Uh, but he, he, I mean, the Buccaneers last week they they don't have a very good passing defense at all, and but I'm pretty sure he had what three touchdowns and 200 yards or something like that. So he's on yeah. fire. So um, 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 we need to we need to keep him in check as well. Um, and that's the that's the thing. The, the Cardinals have have been playing really well, and and they've been getting better and better. Um, I think I think everybody is starting to get on the same page on that team, and Cliff Kingsbury's offense has started to click a little bit. And so, I uh, you know our our pass defense is is so good. So Sherman is, but maybe not back to his Legion of Boom level, but he's getting close to that. It's getting very close yeah. to that. And with a spoon coming back, he's going to obviously want to secure his job, hopefully. And you know because Mosley has been. He's been nipping his heels and saying, Look, "I'm here, coach. I, I can play as well as he can." So hopefully he's going to come back in and produce a good game. And then, and then Tart was awesome last week. Uh, all our DBs, all our defensive backs have been have been absolutely amazing. Um, so yeah, I've, I've got I've got good hopes, but you you never know if if a team starts getting hot and flinging the ball around, it's it's difficult to stop. Yeah. Okay, so on to predictions. We've got an over-under of 43.5 points, and the 49ers are once again double-digit favourites. We are 10 points favourites again against the, the Cardinals. Um, so that's a huge margin. Um, so I think I'll go first this time. Go for it, yeah. All right, so I, I can actually see this game being a bit more comfortable victory than the last one against the Cardinals. And the reason I'm thinking that is because they're coming in through noisy Levi's for, for mm -hmm. pretty much the first time, to be honest, because every time they've come to Levi's, it's been dead. The atmosphere has been dead. I've yeah. been to a couple of those games against the Cardinals at Levi's, and it was just as quiet as a mouse. You just couldn't hear anything. Mm -hmm. So I think they're coming into Levi's for the first time with the noise level that we had on Monday um, and the game before, and, and hopefully that's going to affect them. And I think with home field advantage and the players still licking the wounds from wounded pride, um, from the defeat going up against the Seahawks and losing the undefeated uh, tag, I think they're going to have a lot more motivation to actually put on a performance. I mean, they shouldn't be motivated anywhere. Uh, Sorry, yeah. they, they shouldn't need to be any more yeah, motivated no, they, anywhere. No, they, yeah. But I, I think they're going to be really up for this game because I don't think they like the fact they've lost that game on Monday and, and the way it was lost as well, the, the last few seconds of overtime. So I think they're definitely going to be well and truly up for it. And to be honest, I mean, two weeks ago, um, it was a short week. They did look leggy. And I, I, I dare say they were a little bit complacent as well going up against the Cardinals. I yeah, don't think true. that's going to be the case this time. Mm -hmm. So I am actually going to go with a 31-20 49ers win so that's over the over under and it does actually go over the 10 point favorites as well oh, okay so you're sticking with okay yeah i was gonna go something similar but i think i think you're right i think this is a, a get good game you know and 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 we need it because the, the stretch of games ahead are 
quite quite difficult, uh, you know, with Green Bay and the Ravens in the next two games. So I see this as, uh, you, you know, the team's going to rally together and, and put some points and start feeling good again because <laughs> even us, despite being 8-1, Everything you've read in the press and on Reddit and everywhere, it, it feels like we're, you know, barely four and four or three and six or something. It's just, uh, I think I think the mood has, has dropped so much in the fan base anyway. Uh, I think the team is going to want to crush that strain its infancy and just make make waves and, and, and start again on, on, on a good foot to go and, and play Green Bay. On, on Sunday Night Football next week. So uh, I was going to say 28-10 uh, because I think our defense is going to be angry that they've allowed uh, so many points last week or Monday, not last week. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna say 28-10. I think, I think you're right. I think the, the noise are Levi's and I, th- I think the fact that the fans have realized that the noise can impact players uh, because Russell Wilson had a, a couple of timeouts and penalties against him because purely of the noise and that was awesome to see give it give them a taste of their own medicine i think i think you're right i think we're gonna have a good game i think it's it's definitely gonna be a fun game to watch uh, the, the cardinals are a good team and fun to watch anyway so yeah i'm gonna go 28 10 um and i i think i think debo samuel will have two touchdowns yeah yeah debo for two debo for two Right, I'm going to make a note of that and keep my eye on that one. <laughs> right, so, Naji, thanks for joining me again on the show today. It's been a pleasure. Yeah, great pleasure for me too. Thanks for having me again. And it's great that you volunteered yourself as a regular guest, so I look forward to many more shows with you. Oh, yeah, this is this is definitely fun. So uh, as much as I can do, I'll, I'll definitely do it. Fantastic. Right, thanks again to you guys, the listeners, who make this worthwhile. We'll be back on Monday with the Cardinals Review Show. If you haven't already done it, please rate us on iTunes and remember to subscribe to ensure you get the latest podcast when they are released. Also, check out our YouTube channel by searching for 49 of Fearful UK. Until Monday, go Niners! Don't ever forget.